and welcome into a, another episode of the West Life Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Barnett. We are sponsored by Holman Barnes Group, which includes West Ashfield Leagues, where you can get $4.80 skewies this uh, Saturday night between kickoff and half time. How good. So, uh, obviously, if you're not flying up to, or if you're not a local of Brisbane and can't get to the game, I'm heading up to the game. Otherwise, I'd be going to West Ashfield Leagues for a $4.80 uh, tap beer, how good. At Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter, please give us a follow. Patreon.com forward slash Westlife. Uh, heads up to the guys. You've got probably half an hour, 40 minutes to drop your questions before we get to those later in the show. And shouts to everyone tuning in live on YouTube. If While you're there, subscribe. If you haven't already, turn notifications on. Uh, it's a Wednesday night. We're previewing our match against the Brisbane Broncos. So I might go to our guest first because he's chimed in. It's it's late at night. He's actually across the Dutch in New Zealand, uh, but he's a big Broncos fan. Lachlan Wall, thanks for joining us on the West Life podcast, buddy. Yeah, no worries, Josh. Thanks for having me. Good to see you, Aaron. Rob, how are how are you guys? Good. Oh, he's taking Thank over the hosting welcome. hosting. <laughs> Uh, Aaron, Aaron, you're just a couple of days away from moving to the big smoke in Sydney. Getting, uh, we're excited for you. We can't wait to be able to uh, pop in for a beer with you ASAP. As uh, um, the Patreon guys in the the Discord, how are you on a Wednesday this Wednesday night? Yeah, g'day Josh, g'day Rob, g'day Lachlan. Um, yeah, I, I'm glad you guys are excited for me. I'm a little bit nervous about the whole deal, to be honest. So. This is this is going to be the last episode of this show that I record from Orange, so mm. um, special occasion in that regard there, and looking forward to getting on with it. Yep, going from Orange to the Black of Sydney. Uh, Rob Bashara, how coming from the Red Room in the inner west of Sydney? How are you this evening? Excellent, Josh. Good day, guys. Hello, listeners. Uh, looking forward to the preview. Um, not much to talk about, obviously. We're coming last. They're coming first. We might not even show up. They've got it in the bag already. Isn't that right, Lachlan? <laughs> Try oh, and do what we can yeah. to lull them into a false sense of security. But, yeah, well, otherwise, I'm gosh. Jason D asks, what, what beers are $4.80s? Uh, good question. I would assume it's the Australian local beers. I, I'm trying to think from last time because they did this promotion last year. I I think Wes are a Carlton club, but don't quote me on that. I'm not sure. I don't think they're a Tui's club. I think they're a CUB club, but it's beer. So, and it'll be cold, I promise. Uh, righto, on to West Tigers news. So, this news. So, before we went on to air tonight, uh, Rob said to me, What's the rundown? And I said, What we're going to do. And he goes, Are you going to talk about. The Mitchell Pierce news that dropped tonight. Now, someone on Twitter earlier uh, t- tagged you and I, Rob, or tagged Westlife Pod on Twitter, saying uh, that Mitchell Pierce has been offered one point five million dollars for two years to come to the West Tigers. I thought it was a joke. I didn't look into it. I just saw it and went, "Ha!" Like, kind of laughed in my head and thought, "Ha ha!" Okay, funny, funny joke. April Fool's Day is not till Saturday. Um, some I thought it was just someone on Twitter having a laugh with us because you know what, and then you sure enough, Rob, I Google it. You tell me this is actually real. I Google it. Apparently, well, it's on Fox Sports. Whether or not that means it's true or not, who knows? But um, as I'll go to you first. Now, uh, thanks for who was it? Rach wished me a happy belated birthday for yesterday. Thank you very much, Rach. It's actually Junior Pierce's birthday today. He's 63 Three. today. So happy birthday to my Messiah in Wayne Pierce. Now, why I say all this, Junior is, or Junior Junior, is a year and a week younger than me. So he will be 34 years old next week. Uh, and we're going to offer him a two-year deal. And I know I always preach that it's not that old, but as like, man, a thirty-six-year-old halfback. I know we, I know we desperately need one. And I think Pierce was a much better player than a lot of people rated him, despite his Origin record. But that's a 
that's crazy. I literally, to, to quote Anchorman, I thought you were kidding. I wrote it in my diary this morning. I thought it was a, a joke. I laughed at it just last night. All right, as I got my Anchorman quote out of the way. <laughs> this is the first I'm hearing about it. I've um, had a busy afternoon today, so I haven't really been able to keep up to date with too much of the news. But my question to that would be, how old was Cooper Cronk when he retired? Because um, if Cooper Cronk was able to do I it, think. 35? I think, yeah. Yeah, so he may have one year in him, but I doubt he'd have two. Um, but that is a lot of money, and it's more money than what we were looking at throwing at Mitch Moses. So mm. I, I, I'd say Mitch Moses is a better halfback than um, Piercy. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit un, unsure about that one. I don't think that's in the best interests of the club. Lachlan is saying, though, that Adam Reynolds, he's 34, I believe, and he's doing pretty well for you guys. He is. He is. He's done very yeah. well for us. I'd love him with the, the Tigers, team. the way he's playing. Yeah. The, the talk of Adam actually moving on soon has started up this year, which has taken me a bit by surprise. But um, there's few guys who can sort of, I guess, supersede their age a little bit. I think Adam's proving that in a really good winning environment. I'm not so sure Mitchell Pierce can, though. Um, it's been a real stunted last few years for him, isn't it? So that would be a lot of money to throw at a guy that I don't think has anything left really in him. Is Adam Reynolds off contract after this year? Did he sign a two-year deal with you guys? It was a, a three-year deal, so we've got next year as well. Three-year deal, okay. Yeah. Oh, he's only 32. Why do I think he's older than that? So he, he might be going well for the Broncos, but he let me down as my super coach team captain last week. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was born, he's a 1990 baby, so he'll be 30, he'll be 33, 34 next year. So he's a year younger than Junior Pierce. So, hmm. Rob, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, look, we've trying to digest it this afternoon it's an interesting one um he's never wanted to come to the club ever like even in his halcyon days he just didn't he always had this chip on his shoulder about being wayne pierce's son and he wanted to forge his own career and all that so i, I unless the money is like what they're reporting 750 a year is ridiculous it's way too much but if you try and look at the positive of it we don't have a general we don't have an organizer we don't have anyone that can straighten the attack we don't have a kicking, we don't have a kicking game. He's going to be very, very slow now. Um, and I actually remember watching a game of his in his last season at Newcastle. Uh, they were playing the Titans, and he took an intercept and he got run down within ten meters. Like that's how slow he was. But not that we need that. We don't. We don't need, you know, a, a grease lightning halfback. I guess if you compare him to what Jackson Hastings offered us last year, is there much difference really, though, guys? I mean. He's an like Jackson's not a fast player, and he'd admit that himself. He's not fast, but he's an organizer. He's a kicker. He's a good defender. I, I don't know. I I, I mean, for, at seven fifty, I don't think it's a bad a, a good thing. But if it, if we mm. got him on the cheap, if we got him yeah, on 750, the seven fifty, the yeah, seven fifty is the big yeah. one for me. If, if it was for four hundred, yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, you say and that he never would. I I don't think he'd come to us unless it was a ridiculous difference in money. I just think he'd say, you know what, I've had enough of it. Um, and I think, you know, he kind of went off into the wilderness and thought, you know what, I'll go to Super League and finish my days there. And he's kind of lot. he hasn't had any real motivation for NRL. So to get him back, I mean, look, he'd be a better option than what we've got now. I mean, someone jokingly put it up on the screen earlier and I was just about to say it myself anyway. Like you tell, tell Benji Marshall to just put the boots on, mate. Like, yeah, that was gutsy. I'd, ra- yeah. I'd, ra- I'd rather have Benji. Like Benji's running the training sessions anyway. He knows the players inside out. Yeah. Get Benji into the boots if you're going to do that because there's only a couple of years difference and Benji only retired a year and a half ago. So, yeah, look, it just shows that there's a real lack of uh, organisational halfback talent out there. And I know the game's changed a lot and it's pretty mundane and and most halfbacks do the same thing. But it also makes me wonder what's going on with the coaches. You know, why, why are kids not being developed and being able to manage games and stuff like that? Like back in the day we had halfbacks in all three grades and literally the only difference between the halfbacks is the reserve grade halfbacks weren't good tacklers they all knew how to control a game run a game kick pass whatever but you know some of them just had weak defense i just see like in the modern game we've re- we're really starved for quality halfbacks so mm. we, ne- we need to be developing halfbacks or, or getting you know getting someone like a well, we've got benji marshall but get someone like a cooper cronk 
and get him to train some of our guys up. He's, he's one of the smartest brains in the in the in the league. I mean, he was the ultimate halfback, as I said on Monday night. So I don't know. Look, if it's obviously it's a stopgap measure, or someone else comes through, Josh. But mm. I don't know. We're we're desperate. We're, we're desperate, and I don't think it's what's the word. I'm not ashamed that we're desperate, but I don't want to go with Brooks. Like Brooks is just Brooks yeah. I mean, Brooks if they can cut Brooks's contract completely and put Pierce in there, I guess GD Tiger said they have money to spend. It's a stopgap. Yeah, they have money to spend. They could also they could pay. They could give the kids like contracts as well. But it's like, literally the point up. now, Josh. We've got so much room in the cap. I think you're required. I, I stand corrected. So. Don't yeah, ninety percent. I'm wrong. You got to spend ninety percent of it, yeah. guys. We're, we're teetering around that ninety percent right now. And then if we release Luke Brooks, we've literally got to find someone to give a million dollars to if we don't get the right players. So we're we're actually going to be struggling to get to that ninety percent unless we front load a lot of these guys that we do want to upgrade that are coming through. Watch the away game between the West Tigers and the Brisbane Broncos this Saturday, one April, at West Ashfield Sports Bar. Take advantage of the half-price pizza and $4.80 tap beers from kickoff at 7.35 p.m. until halftime with your chance to win exciting prizes and giveaways as well. This is a free event hosted by The Ambush, a group for West Tigers members and fans. Hashtag show your stripes. Holman Barnes Group practices responsible service of alcohol. Visit holmanbarnesgroup.com.au for more information. Holman Barnes Group. Bringing people together. The the thing with me, I asked you this before. I if it was literally for this season and next, like one and a half seasons, I think I could talk myself into it. But twenty four and twenty five, um, yeah, I don't know. That seems just like we're just missing seven. the steering wheel. We're just missing the steering wheel, Josh. If it's something- yeah, we need it now though. Yeah, well, like, well I don't know. What's he doing we're, now? We're well, he's playing mm. over there. Let's let's see if we can get him now. But I've heard yeah. that uh, George Williams, he, the club he's playing for, has no interest whatsoever in releasing him. Yeah. So George Williams stuff is two years away at the earliest. So we, we've got to we've got to start finding someone from somewhere. And mm. look, I, I guess we've backed ourselves into a corner with this. But you know, we need to have a succession plan. So if you did get a Pierce or whoever to be the halfback for a couple of years, like who's going to be the halfback in twenty twenty six? And 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 so on, and that's that's up to Sheen's, Marshall, you know, Farah, all those guys to sort of work out. Because, like I said to you on Monday, we're going to have all these guys that are thirty plus, and then they're all going to disappear. Appy's going to disappear. Clem's going to disappear. Bateman in a few years, like, and suddenly we've got nothing again. So we don't want to have just one great season. I mean, we we love one. Don't get me wrong, but one great season, then have another five or six years of misery. So we've we really got to build, and once we get to that successful stage, just keep it rolling. Joey, Joey Lilash says it's not for 25, it's till the end of 24. So it is 23 and 24? It is for this year? I'm not I'm glad sure. You, I'm I, glad I, you cleared it up for me, Rob. I thought I, it was um, I'm glad you cleared up the, the pricing for me, Rob. I, when Josh mentioned 1.5, I thought that was each year, but I'm glad it's not each year. No, no, no. A little no. bit more. Yeah, I'm leaning I'm leaning more towards it now that I know it's only 750k a year. <laughs> still a lot though, uh, Aaron. It, yeah, still still a lot, mm. but for someone that's been out for a couple of years, I mean, he, he was a quality club halfback and obviously he played Origin, not not so successfully, mm. although his last Origin was on a, in a winning series, but yeah, I don't know. It's just where we've really got to find someone, guys. I mean, we've made a play. It mm. we went all in it on Moses. It didn't work. It's like, what do we do next? Shay, Shay reckons I, I look like I could chuck the boots on. Shay, if you saw me in real life, I'm five foot eight, 80, 83 kilos. I, <laughs> I'm not a footballer. People, I have I had had people because I have training gear and stuff. I have had people obviously who don't know actually rob you and i were to function what a couple of weeks ago and i had a tigers my tigers polo on and this old dude goes oh do you play for the west tigers and i was and yeah. you're like say yes say it. and i'm like mate i'm like look at the size of me Corey thompson's taller than me like i'm i'm yeah i'm yeah i was never i'm also a wimp that also doesn't help i can uh, i can throw a spiral pass and i can uh, kick a ball, all right, as um, 
yeah, but Oztag at Homebush is as far as I'll go. So, um, shouts to the Bashara boys, too. Uh, righto, enough Pierce talk on to our friend. We're going to talk about him again. Rob, should I read out the whole statement or do you want to do I, the summary? I, I think try, try and read it out as fast as you can because it's pretty okay. long. Give it, give it a go. And if you get stuck, we'll, I'll, I'll jump in and help you. So, as everyone would already know, Shannon Kavanagh from the chairman of West Magpies got suspended. He's released a statement about what's happened at the moment. So, um, yeah, st- stand by for a bit of reading from me. I feel like I'm about to do a speech at high school. But uh, he's released released basically a statement saying what's going to uh, what what went down basically. Uh, so he wrote, I make this statement to clar- clarify some issues. One, the event. I had a conversation with Justin Pascoe, CEO of West Tigers, after the conclusion of the opening of the COE in the cafeteria area of the COE facility. The conversation lasted for around 90 minutes. Mr. Pascoe, by his own admission, acknowledged that he was not offended by anything I had to say, nor did he communicate to me that he thought I was out of line or we should end the conversation. Our conversation covered a number of topics, some which I believe are very important to West Magpies members, including governance around West Magpies investment in West Tigers, representation in the second tier rugby league competition, representative jersey colours and other issues, including culture, player signings and the like. I will discuss in details below the governance issues, which I have raised uh, the complaint uh, Lee Hajabatelis, the chairman of West Tigers, whilst not in attendance, submitted a complaint to West Magpies and it was subsequently decided by a disciplinary committee, not unanimously, as previously reported, that I had engaged in uh, conduct produced, big words here, engaged in conduct produced judicial to the interest of the company. Uh, it may be of note that two years prior, I had a disagreement with Mr. Hajim and Talis regarding our respective views on the representation of the West Magpies in competitions below NRL. I had concerns that his views may have been in contravention of the joint venture agreement and was contrary to the undertakings given to members of West Magpies when the joint venture was formed. Uh, governance issues. During the past two years, as Director and Chairman of West Magpies, I have raised concerns around a number of governance issues, in particular with respect to West Magpies' investment in West Tigers. I have raised these issues with the West Tigers Board, West Tigers Directors and West Ashfield Directors, uh, debenture holders and management. Of particular concern to me are the following. The replacement of Mick Lubinskis an appointment of Julie Romero as West Magpies nominated appointee on the board of West Tigers. The Australian Securities and Investment Commission, ASIC, uh, re- registered records Julie Romero as being appointed as director of West Tigers on 19 April 2021. The appointment was notified by ASIC by a form 484 lodged on 23 April 21, signed by Mark blah, 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 Chief, and Chief Financial Officer of West Tigers. Um, Mark Sawicki, Sawicki, I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, the form also notified ASIC of the removal of Mick Lubinskis as a director of West Tigers. Mick was actually on our podcast a couple of years ago, legend of a guy. Uh, at the 2022 general meeting of West Magpies, it was acknowledged that Julie Romero was a nominated appointee of West Magpies on the board of West Tigers. This would be in accordance with the West Magpies PTY Limited. Uh, in brackets, the investment company shareholders agreement. My concern is West Magpies did not have a board meeting on 19 April 2021, nor was the removal of Mick Lubinskis or the appointment of Julie Romero discussed with the board of West Magpies. My question then is who made the decision on behalf of West Magpies to remove Mick Lubinskis and appoint Julie Romero in his place? If it was not West Magpie's board. I have not received a satisfactory response to my concern. I also know that a lodgement of false documents with ASIC is a criminal offence. He's underlined a criminal offence. Uh, appointment of Rick Wade as a director of West Magpie's PTY Limited. The ASIC register records Rick Wade is being appointed as director of West Magpie's PTY Limited, the company which holds West Magpie's and West Ashfield shares in West Tigers. Uh, on 12 April 2021, I understand this to be as 
the West Magpies representative. I do not recall any decision or resolution of West Magpies being passed to appoint Rick Wade as director of this company. This is a very important role as the company owns 90% of West Tigers and a resolution of this nature would at least require a pros a proposer, seconder, and a vote by board members. Concerning to me also is the fact that form that the form 484 was lodged on 5 May 2021, some three weeks after the appointment, and on the same day that Rick Wade was reported in the media to have a secret meeting with Benny Elias regarding the potential sale of West Tigers. Uh, my question again is who made the decision on behalf of West Tigers to appoint Rick Wade as director of West Tigers, uh, West Magpies PTY Limited if it was not the West Magpies board? Again, I have not received a satisfactory uh, response to my concern. Uh, Balmain Tigers Football Club. So I, I have also found that there are similar governance issues with the Balmain Tigers Football Club who still own 10% of the West Tigers and similar to the West Magpies have the right to appoint one director to the board of West Tigers. Balmain Tigers Football Club have two directors or ex-directors depending on the status of their appointment on the board of West Tigers. I understand that Danny Stapleton is the nominated, nominated appointee of Balmain Tigers. James Myatt also has a position, a position on the West Tigers board as an independent director. I understand that Balmain Tigers Football Club have not held an annual general meeting, AGM, since 2018. Uh, further, I understand that the club's constitution stipulates that the terms of directors last only two years with election and re-election to be conducted at the AGMs. This would indicate that the Balmain Tigers Football Club have had no valid, validly appointed directors since November 2020 at the latest. Uh, this, again, raises three important questions. Who is making the decision to appoint the Balmain Tigers nominee of the Board of West Tigers? What is the definition of independent according to the chairman of Board of West Tigers? And if these nominees cannot get their own affairs in order, i.e. not attending to fundamental governance practices, including holding AGMs, preparing financial statements, are they appropriate people to be managing the interests of West Tigers? And then uh, lastly, the comments of Lee Hajib and Tallis on 28 February 2023, Lee Hajimantelis, Chairman of West Tigers, informed listeners on the SEN radio network that West Tigers' governance issues were, uh, in quotes, resolved years ago. He further com commented that my views were, in quotes, demented. I would encourage Mr. Hajimantelis to at least consider these concerns and perhaps reconsider his words. Whew. Robert Sharp. Do you want to drink? That? I do. Bashar, I need some water. Tell us what all that, what does it all mean, Basil? Okay. Well, you, you've obviously, hopefully no one fell asleep because it was such a long thing to read, but it needed all to be read out. Basically, as I've said to Shannon, whatever the issues are, I mean, there's two sides to every story. Whatever the actual uh, issues are in terms of like what Shannon wants to say in terms of magpie representation under NRL, et cetera, et cetera, that's got nothing to do with anything. What, what it's about, it's about we have protocols and procedures and rules and, uh, you know, administrative things we have to go through. Like, I can't just be a, a West Tigers uh, director tomorrow. Like, you've got processes. And for someone to illegally be put on a board without the Magpie's consent and just having forms filled out three weeks later, as he's saying, and in terms of the Balmain stuff, Balmain had a meeting in November 2018, so their directors are appointed every two years. Well, who got appointed in November 2020? So he's just trying to basically say, we're not going about our practices the way we're legally meant to do it. And I think the most damning thing is that Rick Wade is appointed now as a director of West, uh, what is it, West Magpies Proprietary Limited, I'm not sure, but they own the shares of West Ashfield and West Magpies, who own 90% of West Tigers. Now, if that hasn't been done properly, that's just illegal. That's And all he's asking is he wants an answer. Now, perhaps, and I wasn't there, perhaps asking Justin Pascoe at a function at the you know opening of the COE is not the appropriate place to do that. But perhaps, and I don't know this, but perhaps Shannon has tried to get answers at, in other different forms and sent emails and made phone calls and he's not getting his answers and, he, and he's cornered Justin and he's asked Justin the questions and Justin hasn't taken offence to what he said to him and Justin's kind of like that. Even with my dealings with Justin, Justin's got a really 
Like he's very uh, a chilled sort of guy, very level-headed. He doesn't really get flustered very much. So Justin he took all that conversation on board and didn't make anything of it. Obviously, Lee's got to be in his bonnet about Shannon from their previous dealings a couple of years ago and said, I'll show this bloke. And, you know, started spewing venom from his spleen and thought, I'll put him, I'll put him in front of a disciplinary committee. So, and as Shannon said, I mean, he's still the chairman. All it's going to cost him is 10 bucks to get into Lincoln Oval to watch the West Magpies now. That's all. And he and he's not a, a member. But um, I just think, like I say, it's not saying, I mean, he's got the right as a chairman. If he hasn't got the right to ask these questions, then what are we Are we literally getting run by two or three people? So, I, I mean, we're, you know, we think members don't get a say. This bloke's like there. He's like literally in the next division down in West Magpies and he's getting treated like shit. And this is the same, as we discussed Monday night, how Rick Wade handled the AGM on Sunday. This is that same arrogant, who are you to question us? At least he's entitled to get answers, even if they're not the answers Shannon wants. So I, I just think our club has to be better at that. I'm sure they're, you know, respectfully that Lee and Justin and whoever, they've all got their side of the story. There's no way they're going to come on this show to give their side of the story. So they're welcome to at any time they want. Um, but, yeah, so just give the bloke an answer. He's got the best interests of the Magpies and the Tigers at heart. He's got great respect for the Balmain Tigers. He just wants things done properly. He doesn't want things done slaphazardly, which is fair enough, mate. We're a modern organisation in 2023. But now what I see is the media guys are just sweeping this under the carpet. They're saying, who the hell Shannon Kavanagh? Like Michael Shammer said on a podcast the other week, he's a nobody. He's got nothing to do with West Tigers. Well, maybe he's got nothing to do with West Tigers. But Rick Wade, who's illegally been appointed as a director, is in control of 90% of the shares of the West Tigers or 90% ownership of West Tigers now. And he, he never obtained that directorship properly. So the questions have to be answered. And, and maybe... Like I said, maybe Shannon's wrong. I don't know. And the club can come out and say what they think happened or whatever happened. But what's wrong with what's wrong with our club to not just be transparent and and upfront and give the bloke an answer? I'd say the reason he's not getting his answer is we've done it the dodgy way. So yeah, the ball's in in Hadjapentelis's court now, and I'm sure he'll say that you know I'm demented and Shannon's demented and. We're all demented, and anyone that questions our club is demented. But they're legitimate questions that need to be asked, Josh, and answered. So, mm. yeah, but I think that's enough time on that, really. But yeah, I just want to ask Lachlan. Sorry to sit you of all episodes for you to sit through that, Lachlan, <laughs> and especially considering Lachlan. it's eleven o'clock at night in New Zealand. Uh, obviously, the Broncos are a very, very well-run club. I don't know how much attention you pay to the West Tigers, but. Uh, is there anything, any comparisons between your club and our club that you can see that we do wrong down here? I would think at least over the last years, I mean, the Broncos have had a real big turnaround in the last uh, few years. And I remember when um, when there was a big fallout with Wayne Bennett when he got uh, you know released from his contract a year early and whatnot, we brought Seabold in. It was just a real disconnect with the entire front office and the administrative side of the club. And... That didn't help, and the roster was no good and whatnot. And then when we sort of ushered in this new leadership group, when Dave Donahue took over as the CEO, there was just just this complete alignment. He brought in Ben Eichen. He got a coach um, that he was committed to. And then in terms of at least the playing group, what he did was guys who wanted to be there, we'll keep you here. If you don't want to be here, then piss off. So the one thing at least that I noticed with the Broncos over the last couple of years is this: there's an alignment with how they operate with everyone from top to bottom. And I, you know, I, 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 by the sounds of it, that's certainly not the case for you guys. But if you don't have people on the same page and you're not doing things by the letter of the law and whatnot, and you're trying to, you know, cover things up and cover your own backside and, and hide some things over there, then, you know, there's there's not a, a common goal amongst the the powers that be at the club. And that's never, that's never going to work. It's never going to work if people aren't on the same page with things. Yeah, uh, well said. Anything on that, Rob? I think Lachlan's name. I, I, I totally agree. I, I just think mm. it's about transparency. But I think what, you know, perhaps, perhaps the chairman is worried about is if it all comes out as to what actually happened, that he's going to have egg on his face and he might have to resign over it because they've, they've done a cover up and they've done things illegally and, and that's not right. And, and really, the question shouldn't have to come from Shannon. 
the question should be coming internally. But everyone's like obviously all in on this and it's just like, oh, well, who cares? Let's just get it done and off we go. We'll worry about dotting the I's and, and crossing the T's later on. That's not how it works, guys. We've, we've got rules and regulations and protocols for a reason. So, you know, it's just it's just a terrible look. But I'm I'm actually mortified that the media haven't done more about this and they've just swept it under the table. And I don't know if it's because, you know, we bride and sponsor newspapers and radio shows and what have you, but... Mm. No one's really running with this, and, and it's 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 pretty sad, to be honest. Well, time will tell. Let's get into the game itself coming this weekend. The reason we did get Lockie on was to preview West Tigers <laughs> v Broncos on Saturday evening. So we'll go to the West Tigers team list first. So 1-13 to 13 were exactly the same as last week. Adam Dwayhe slash Dewey at fullback. Charlie Staines and Junior Tupo on the wings. Brent Naden and Asu Kepa'oa in the centres. Brandon Wakeham at six. Luke Brooks at seven. And in the forwards, Stefano Uto Kamanu and David Klam front row. Api Korosau at hooker. Alzia uh, Papali'i John, and John Bateman back row. And Fenor Pole gets another shot at the 13. Jersey, as I'll let you um, start off here, why do you think Sheenzy's running again with that starting 13? I think he's trying to find a little bit of consistency amongst the team. Um, if you can run out the same starting side, particularly this, the same spine, then that probably contributes and helps cohesion. Um, I think when we were playing most of our best footy in the second half later in, later on in the second half, we had most of these guys out on the field. Um, so I think he's, he's going for more of that from those guys. Lachlan, is there anyone from our starting 13 that uh, matchup wise puts, puts a little bit of fear into you? We have won four in a row against you somehow. It's a, such a weird, weird thing. A team that's going so badly and a team, I mean, you haven't had the greatest of years, but you've definitely been done better than us. But, um, yeah, where where can you see an advantage in our start starting it's side? It's been a strange few years. I don't know you guys turning into our bogey side, which is a bit weird. It's been the storm for so long, and now it's the West Tigers. So that's something to, to brag about. But um, Two very similar oh, clubs. <laughs> definitely in how they run and whatnot. Um, not, I don't know. I, I guess there's, there's an element of, of, of the, the skill set with the hands and the feet that I like out of John Bateman and Isaiah Papali'i. I guess when I look at my own club, defensively, we are very shoddy at times. We don't keep much of a structure defensive line. We like to rush up. We like to hold back. We get a bit frantic on defense. And I don't know if that's an age thing or that's a coaching thing. Um, so just by that, I mean, the, the try that John Bateman helped set up last week, if he could do something similar like that again for you guys. Um, mm. that'll really open up some holes in our defence. I mean, there was a try that we conceded last week where Selwyn Cobbo just kind of stands there in no man's land and then just, just watches the ball sail past them. I can't remember who it was for the Dolphins that scored, but I just, I mean, I was ripping my hair out thinking, what are you doing, you know? But if if, the, if there's an element of that within your back line, you've got some strike at wide, I'm sure. Um, but, I mean, just just the ball-playing abilities of your edge and your, and your outside backs, I think that could actually hurt us in parts. John Bateman, the halfback then, Rob? <laughs> will John will John Bateman even play, Josh? I mean, uh, I mean, you haven't got to the bench yet, but I, I mean, we should mention that Jake Simpkin and Stafford Toa are on the bench. I can't see us playing both of those guys on the bench, so hmm. I'm, I'm possibly preempting a, a reshuffle of Toa coming into the back line somewhere, perhaps Gapoa coming into the forward pack, and maybe John Bateman's ribs are as bad as uh, what we've heard, and he might not be playing, but you know, look, we've, we've got to play to our strengths, Josh. You know, we've, we've got a good forward pack. The persistence with Brooks is ridiculous. I, I won't buy, I won't take any excuse from any of the coaching staff about why he's there. I, I would happily have run out with Wakeham and Dewey and even played at Charlie at fullback or, or Stafford Toa filled in at fullback quite admirably for Dane Laurie last year. I, I would have definitely gone that way. Dewey's, Dewey's got some confidence to get against Brisbane at 5'8". So I just I just don't see us running out with that 17. But, you know, instead of concentrating on Alex Twal to get a try and all this stupidity that we, that we talk about, like, let's get Isaiah Papali'i involved. The guy was a beast for Parramatta for two years, 
probably their leading try scorer in the forwards. And he hasn't looked like scoring a try for us. You'd think he was a park footballer if you hadn't mm. seen him play for Parramatta before. We've got to get the best out of him. We've got to get the best out of Stefano near the line. Don't worry about Twal. I don't care if Twal doesn't score a try for the next five years. Let's play to our strengths. I, I don't know how many points we've got in us, Josh. So mm. it's going to be really hard to keep that star-studded back line of, Bronco, of the Broncos out. But, you know, they've got some targets there that we can you know, look for, like, we've got to try and isolate Ezra Mann. Ezra Mann, he's not a strong defensive player, and he, he can sort of, you know, play injured a little bit too. Great attacking player. But, you know, we've got to find their weaknesses. We've got to maybe just break up their line a little bit. Um, but if we've only got two forwards on that bench, I would be very surprised because we will just get rolled up the middle un- unless these are our other boys are going to be playing big minutes. But as proven, Stefano hasn't been playing big minutes all year. So I don't know how we can go with with that actual 17 and and be for real. Uh, To the bench, Jake Simpkin at 14, Alex 12, 15, Justin Manabu at 16, and Stafford Toa, as Rob mentioned, 17. My guy, Sean Bloor, flying all that way to Brisbane, and Sean Bloor's been moved to 18th. Man, not happy about it, hence the angry emoji I put there. No bias or anything. Uh, outside the 18, Joel Fengawi, Chuki Simpkins, Dane Laurie, and Alex Safarth. Uh, Lachlan, yeah, that bench, us West Tigers fans are looking at that and not... Yeah, I mean, Madam Miller, we're all pretty excited about the future, but there's nothing really that strikes any fear into you guys, I don't think. No. With all due respect, to be honest, no. I mean, the only guy that stands out to me is, uh, is Joaquin Gowie, just being a former Bronco, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, but um, no, yeah, it, it's 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 certainly um, a group that, you know, I'll go to sleep pretty easily tonight. <laughs> and you probably will Saturday night too. Uh, On to your team list. Reese Walsh at fullback, the man with the uh, perfect eyebrows, as Andrew Johns calls him, Jesse Arthurs and Herbie Farm, uh, sorry, and Selwyn Cobbo on the wings, Katoni Staggs and Herbie Farmworth in the centres, uh, Ezra Mann and Adam uh, Adam Reynolds at halfback, and then in the forwards, Fleg- Thomas Flegler and Payne Haas front row, Billy Walters, our old friend, is at hooker, uh, Kurt Capel and Jordan Ricky back row, Patrick Carrigan lock, and on the bench, Corey Pay. How do you- is it Pay? Pay. Is that how you? Pakes, it is an X, okay. Yeah, Thomas Pakes, X is yeah, Pakes, uh, Keenan Palacia, uh, Corey Jensen, and our other old friend Martin Tapal at lock. Uh, sorry, off at seventeen rather. Uh, mm. As man, it's that's a pretty good damn. There's a reason why they're first. These guys, pretty mm-hmm. damn good looking side. Yeah, their backs in particular. Um, they've got weapons everywhere in the back line. Um, their forward pack is pretty monstrous as well. Patrick Carrigan has me a little bit worried. He's going to be looking to redeem himself against us after um, copying his suspension for what he did to Jacko in the game against us last year. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of problem players in the in the forwards and in the backs that we're just going to have to try and contain. About you, Rob? Yeah, I, I agree with what Aaron's saying there. Look, I think St. George showed a couple of weeks ago, you know, you can put them off their game. They were 18 all with about 10 minutes to go. Uh, admittedly, the conditions were a bit slippery. Uh, but, yeah, look, I just think if we can control a bit more of the possession, we've got to kick away from Reese Walsh. Um, they're all great under the high. I mean, Cobbo's not exactly someone you'd want to kick to either. And Jesse Arthurs is as safe as a bank under a high ball. So they've really got it all covered. But, yeah, we've just mm. got to try and control the ball a bit more, play to our strengths. I mean, the Broncos can score from anywhere on the field, but their, their ex-man is is Reese Walsh. Like he's just getting around teams, getting around his man so easily that he creates overlaps at yeah. will. Um, so he's the key worry. I, I'm a little bit concerned if Toa starts in the team, Naden will probably switch to left centre, and Toa will be right centre. So yeah, he's going to have his hands full with uh, Herbie Farnworth. So. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not really looking forward to it, guys. But you know, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to cheer out <laughs> and hope hope a miracle can happen. Maybe Reese Walsh could score the first try and do one of those big swan dives and gets injured. Okay, that might be <laughs> for us. And then he's off for the next 75 minutes. But even then, we've, they've got enough strike, and 
you know, they've got the conductor, Josh, the conductor, Adam Reynolds. He's just the perfect complement yeah. for the rest of that team. So, um, look, they, they're playing well. And to be, to be honest, they're actually really fun to watch. Like, even when they're not going well, you know, they're about to do something really good. So, I enjoy watching the Broncos, but I'm not going to really enjoy them too much this Saturday night. Lachlan, is there anyone that we haven't mentioned uh, from your, your guys that has been a standout this year? Oh, I think um, I think you covered it all pretty well. One guy that, um, and you guys know him pretty well, Billy Walters, I think, has been a bit of an unsung hero for us because he, he reminds me a little bit of um, of Ben Hunt minus the playmaking abilities where he's just a hard worker. He gets stuck in. He's dedicated pretty much every play, chases the ball, makes his tackles, and, um, you know, he's not the most talented bloke out there. He's certainly not a Reese Walsh or an Ezra man. But when you put him out there, you know you're going to get 110% from him. So um, I, I, I'm always comfy when um, – and I love him starting as well. I actually prefer him starting over Corey Pakes. Pakes is a bit more of a a bit more of a mover around the ruck. He likes to put his little kicks in, find some passes. He's got more of an attacking game. But I just always feel really comfy when I see Billy Walters playing uh, at hooker for us. So he'd be the one guy that I'd, um, I'd rave a bit about. Yeah, another player that – I mean, he had a couple of good games for us, Billy Walters, but I don't think anyone – was overly sad when he left me, kind of understood why he wanted to go go back home. But, um, yeah. I think, Josh, I think Josh, I, ironically, ironically the, the one great game that he had for us was playing the 40, the yeah, the 40 yeah. against, the, against the Broncos. Mm. It was mm-hmm. actually against the Broncos. But it's funny that Lachlan said that. Lachlan, I was just going to ask you, I, I how many times do you reckon Billy Walters is going to go for the try line at dummy half this week? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because oh. I, I, I actually don't see it the same as you. I see him trying his hardest. I, I see him, he, he gives a, a massive effort. I think his defense isn't great. And I actually think Pates is a better hooker. I'm, I'm actually happy to see Pates on the bench. And I'd love Billy Walters uh, to be out there all, all game, to be honest. I, I'm not a fan of his. Oh, okay. Interesting. Oh, okay. I would have seen Like you said, Pates yeah. is more dynamic. Pates has got a, yeah. a few more strings to his bow where Billy's just head down and just takes off sort of thing. A bit like a headless chip. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say one thing. I really fell in love with the um, dynamic we had. This is way back in 2015 when we made the grand final. When um, Andrew McCulloch was our was our starting hooker, but we had Cody Nakarima coming off the bench and it was just the spark that he brought on. And yeah. that sort of 45, 50, 60 minute mark, whatever. And it, it, it just completely changed the team. And that's what I love about Billy Walters and Corey Pakes. I'm not saying they're as good as uh, McCulloch and, um, and uh, Nick Kareem are at their best, but it, it's a similar dynamic that I quite like. Yeah, fair enough. I just thought the previous matchups, uh, as we mentioned earlier, so we won the last four games against the Brisbane Broncos, three of those at Suncorp, so 32 to 18 last year, which was our last win. Uh, yeah, since now, so 243 days or uh, something like that. Too so many. July July 30 last year, uh, 42-24 at Suncorp in 2021, 48-0 at Leichhardt round 10, 2020. I was at that one. That was a good night at Leichhardt. My I was there was too. With me, uh, that one. Yeah, that was yeah one of the one of the good ones. Sorry, Lachlan, but we uh. <laughs> We don't get many, many of those uh, against Ironically, you guys. Ironically, Brooks was on the bench oh, that keep game. Going. Keep going. Mm. <laughs> uh, twenty-two sixteen in twenty nineteen at Suncorp, and then uh, our last loss to you guys was at Campbelltown, seven uh, nine in round three, two thousand eighteen. Was that the penalty goal? Yes, we don't speak incident? of it. You shouldn't have won that one. Yeah, Lachlan, you yeah. shouldn't have won that one. That was bullshit. Well, I walked away holding my head down. I was just like, <laughs> I was there. That was that was brutal. I didn't feel good. Right, Lachlan, anything else? We'll let you go to sleep because you are two hours ahead of us. So it's uh, it's oh. almost Thursday for you over there. Get us a score prediction. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, I never get ahead of myself, and I'm being honest. And I'd have to say something in the region of maybe. 2018, I'd say. I still, th- I still think, I, I still think we're fighting ourselves, but so I'll go. To, I'll go 2018. You're very polite. Um, <laughs> well, I just want to come back on. I don't want to be kicked off the podcast after round one. You know. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> right, Lachlan. No, yeah, we'll let you go. Thanks, guys. Go, Good on go to bed. Appreciate Saturday. you coming on. Thanks, Thanks again, Post some tissue, tissue if you need as well.
What? Some <laughs> tissues? <laughs> yeah. Cheers, Lucky. Awesome. Cheers, guys. Yeah. Good on you. Uh, that was fun. Uh, Mobile Corp, our beloved sponsors, and Stephen from Chelsea, Stephen from Mobile Corp, our passionate West Tigers fan. He can assist with anything IT related. And they were in the early days, they were known as MLC Phones, which sponsor, sponsored the Balmain Tigers in 1994. They say there's a saying in IT there are only two types of companies those who have been hacked and those who will be hacked. So what can business owners do to protect themselves from cyber attack? Uh, Mobile Corp is a family-run tech company that supports West Tigers and was even the jersey sponsor back in 2007. Mobile Corp is also passionate about helping protect businesses from cyber threats for an affordable cybersecurity solution. Go to mobilecorp.com.au. Rob, speaking of the Tigers in the 90s. Uh, I went to a game at Leichhardt. I remember as a kid, we played against the Broncos. And, I mean, in the mid-90s, the Broncos we were... <laughs> no, yeah, we, but only just. We only just lost them. Okay. I, I think it was Michael DeVere. This is my memory. I was on the hill at Leichhardt, and Michael DeVere nailed a sideline conversion, and that was the difference to beat Balmain. That's how I remember it. I remember, like, I remember swearing, and my uncle let me swear. Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, around, I don't remember but... that. I think I've blocked it out of my memory. But Michael, yeah. Devere, it just popped in my head. Then I think Michael Devere was a, a Brisbane Bronco that played for New South Wales. Just like yeah, the staple. He's, the staples yeah. in the head. Yeah, mm. like like Chris Johns. Yeah, so yeah, one of the rare Queenslanders that represented New South Wales. Yeah, or Broncos, I should say. Yeah. Uh, right. Lower grades. New South Wales Cup. They're playing at Lincoln on one pm. Uh, I I literally land on Sunday. Which is a shame. I really, I should have flown back earlier because I only live down the road from Lincoln Oval. So you'll probably see uh, Dane Laurie. Uh, who else? Noffers injured. Uh, a few other. Sean Bloor, possibly. So, yeah. Ironically, I might go to Brisbane. Sean Bloor won't play. I'll come home and miss his plane down the road and I'll miss, won't even get to see him. So well, go out you're on the same flight as the team on, um, on um, Sunday, Josh. I. Do you reckon they fly Jetstar? Oh, who knows? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's our club, probably. Uh, Jersey Flake have the bye. That's why blank there. Uh, in Magpies, Harold Matz have the bye. Also, our SG Ball are playing against the Warriors at 10 a.m. at Navigation Horp Stadium, Pukekohe, on Sunday. So they're going across the ditch. Uh, Balmain Juniors, Leichhardt Oval, uh, 12.30 for Harold Matz, 2 p.m. for SG Ball on Saturday. Uh, and the girls' teams, they both have buys this weekend as well. So uh, just the New South Wales Cup in Sydney this weekend. So everyone else is either having a week off or uh, interstate. Right, Rob Shadama's time. Get out your betting apps, gamble responsibly. Rob Shadamas, what have you got for us this week? Uh, not overly confident, Josh, but I thought if I'm going to give the listeners a little bit of a bum steer, I want it to be on Sunday. I don't want it to be on Thursday or Friday because they'll hate me all weekend. But <laughs> I, I actually think Canterbury can can get the job done against the Cowboys this week, and I've got both their wingers uh, to score a try at any time. That's uh, Josh Adokar and Jacob Carraz. I don't know what that all comes to because I'm a good boy. I don't know what that comes to in a multi, but... Uh, if you're looking for a bit of value there, I reckon you'll probably get about the $7 mark thereabouts. Right, on to our tips. Sorry, I was just looking up when uh, this Broncos game, when I was at a kid. I was just seeing if I could find it. Uh, righto. First game, Roosters para. I just, I've got to say it. I got eight out of eight last week. Just saying, I'm in the Patreon tipping comp. I think I'm three ahead of second. So Josh Adamus, I guess. You can't move from here. Yeah, because giving <laughs> give I um set it in that comp. So if you tip the perfect round you get a bonus point. Yeah. And you're on I've actually got you twelve there. You're actually on seventeen as well, I think as I think I forgot to update that. So Yeah. I uh, uh I I fluked an eight out of eight. Ever I tell everyone people they're like, Do you have money on it? And I'm like, no. Nah. I'm like <laughs> And then every week now I'll probably do do an eight leg multi and 
never ever get an eight again. Uh, I'm going Chooks purely based on they're at home. What about you, As? Yeah, I think the Eels have a little bit more momentum after beating the Panthers last week, so I'm backing them to go two in a row. Yeah, one of the hardest games of the round, Josh. Um, Obviously, Parra missing Junior Paulo, but the big out for me is the Roosters are missing Joey Manu, and I know he's only in the centres, but he's just such an X factor there. Um, Mm -hmm. Hutchison will do a job, but I just think, yeah, I just got a feeling Parra are going to get him this week. I don't know why. Hmm. Uh, Friday, 6 p.m., Canberra Raiders and Penrith Panthers down in Canberra. We've all gone Panthers for this one. I know it's in Canberra, but yeah, I was only thinking today the Raiders they might be the team that we can try and catch to give to avoid the spoon. I think they're pretty wow, pretty rubbish. So they have an easy, they have the easiest draw, but they are only one spot ahead of us in sixteenth currently. So. Mm. Well, they're missing Jack Whiten this week, so they're going to... I mean, they, they get Fogarty back, but missing Jack Whiten, that's a, a decent amount of strike for them. He, he you know, is a great runner near the try line, sets up a lot of their plays on the left. Uh, we've all gone Rabbitohs against the Storm. They're at home on... That's the Friday night footy uh, blockbuster there. Anything to say on that game? I don't think it'll be easy, Josh, but, I mean, I, I think... Latrell mm. Mitchell has been in first gear for a few weeks now. I'm, I'm just expecting Latrell to explode any any week, and I think this week might be the week that Latrell has a massive game. Just saw t- Tiger twenty four seven said three dollars forty five. You just dropped that in the Discord. Three dollars forty five for your with, with, with a with a Canterbury win as well. That sounds pretty low to me. Mm. Interesting. Okay. I, I, okay. Can you I think, underdog, I think they're underdogs, but only just. I think it's one of those ones where the under they're, they're the underdog, but they're still under that two dollar mark. No, but you he put might... if you put like two twenty with you know say a dollar seventy and a dollar eighty. It's not going to be three dollars. Yeah, he might have missed the win. He might have might have missed the win part there. I think yeah. Uh, Manly, the Knights. We've all got Manly Newcastle. Uh, although doing much better than us, Manly at Brookvale. I mean that's. Hard might be the, the lock of the round, apart from Brisbane Broncos. Don't think it's easy, but they got they've probably got a little bit too much for Newcastle. But Newcastle mm. will be pretty excited after their win last week. If Turbo's playing at Brookvale, it's hard not to tip them. Yeah. Oh, he's in the he's in the chat. Four dollars fifty when you throw the win in. There you go. Okay. Well, that's a little bit better. Thank you. Yeah, you know, yeah. Probably get a boost somewhere. Uh on that one. Gamble responsibly. Do you have to say that if I'm not actually promoting a gambling site? I don't know. Just cover my ass anyway. Uh, Dolphins. We've all gone Dolphins over Dragons, who are outside. There's $2 for the Dolphins against the Dragons, who aren't much chop. Is that in Wollongong or Cogra? I can't actually see it. I'm actually on a betting app rather than the I'm not. I'm not sure. But that, I, I think we've all tipped Dolphins, but I can, yeah. you can easily see the um, Dragons you know, bouncing back this week. I mean, the Dolphins don't have much strike. And, I mean, they're getting Marshall King back, which will help them at hooker. But they don't have many points in the Dolphins and nor does St. George. So this could be one for Golden Point. Uh, Win Stadium. That's Wollongong, isn't it? Yep. Uh, oh, but that, there is Win Jubilee as well, isn't it? So Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it always can confuse me. I think it's Wollongong. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Suncorp Stadium, 7.35 Saturday Night, wait, seven thirty-five, Sydney time. I better yep. figure this out before yeah, I go to the yeah. game. So it'll be yeah. six thirty. Oh, wouldn't that be awkward? I rock up the game late. Uh, <laughs> you rock uh, up just seven, when Bloor comes on the field. So Josh. it's actually six thirty kickoff. Okay, I didn't. For fuck's sake, Queensland, Dalit Savings, get on it. Even it's though the it last ends, day, it's the it's last day of the Dallas last day of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we'll be. Don't miss the plane back, Josh. I, I don't get my sleep in, my hours sleep in. Not that you get a sleep. Actually, I will. I don't have a toddler waking me up on Sunday morning because I'll be up in Queensland. <laughs> I actually will get a sleep in. Uh, Sunday is Sharks and Warriors. We've all gone Sharks over the Warriors. Now, Sharky's at home with, um, what's his name? Coasty Kid, Harves, Curly Hair, Hines. Hines, Nico Hines. He's playing. 
hard to go past the Sharkies. Yeah, New Zealand are playing well. Though. That, that'll that actually be a really good game to watch. Sean Johnson yeah. coming up against his, uh, his other old club as well. And, he, and he's yeah. playing well too, Aaron. He's playing really, yeah, he really is. well. He's, he's bringing back some of the vintage uh, SJ that we know. You say that the, there's not many good halfbacks around. There seems <laughs> we've named a few tonight. It's just that ours isn't playing that well. The ones that are off uh, contract. Yeah. yeah, yeah you know Johnson, I wouldn't have taken Sean Johnson two years ago. Like Sean mm. Johnson just seems like he's got this newfound, I want to play rugby league again, where I just think he was going through the motions for a couple of years. So I, I wouldn't have wanted him at the Tigers, to be fair, but he's having a go. He's really having a go in defence and attack. So I think New Zealand are looking uh, like they're going to do something this year. And uh, last game, Doggies are at Homebush against Cowboys uh, Sunday night. We've all, oh no, sorry, as you've gone, Cowboys argue they they are favourites. The Cowboys just, um, yeah. So I I was really unsure about this one. I like both teams' chances. I think I've gone with the Cowboys just because I feel like they've got a slightly better team. Um, the Dogs are still missing the bulk of their forward pack, which I think is going to hurt them the longer they have to play without them. Um, they do have Josh Reynolds back in, so there's, that's, they're going to be a little bit emotionally charged, especially whenever he comes off the bench. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm backing the Cowboys. I feel like they've got the stronger team, and I think they'll, um, they, ha- they haven't started this season as well as they finished last year or as well as they went at all last year. So I think they're going to click in the gear shortly, and I'm predicting it might be this week. Uh, okay. Oh, just a heads up. I thought I'd drop this in here. So if you've got a company and you'd like to promote to literally thousands of West Tigers fans, um, yeah, and you'd like to, just like Mobile Corp and uh, Holman Barnes Group, like to support the show, feel free to contact us, podcast at westlife.com. We're looking, always looking for new friends of the show. So, uh, yep, contact I say us, me, and we can work something out. Righto, on to Patreon uh, questions. Just having a look. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Westlife. Welcome to who joined us today. Uh, let me just check. Patreon, the Discord's been absolutely firing. To Baxter Van Vote, who uh, joined us Literally this afternoon, Dan Laurie member, welcome along, Baxter. Uh, Bark twice in Milwaukee. Two two Anchorman quotes in one episode. Look at that. Uh, Gussie, first question. Hello, I don't know how I got here. I was just looking for the like button. Going to Gussie. So hit, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hit like, whatever whatever app you're watching us or listening to. If you're listening on the audio, I guess it's not really. Oh, there is a like button on podcasts, isn't there? You can actually like it. So I think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, ben Ellis, should we chase Pierce on the two-year deal? Hopefully starting this year. Look, we smashed that at the start of the show. Ben says, Pierce is a really good player. He only chokes in big games like finals and origin. As he's playing for <laughs> us, uh, it, neither of those would be an That's issue. Right. <laughs> one, ben. A lot of comedians in the, uh, in the Discord. Love it. Love the it. savagery knows no limits. Uh, Mitchie 101, are we being too harsh on the players around Appy? Yet, can anyone remember when Appy first started at Penrith, what their combinations were like with Appy? I can't really remember that, but I mean, I think people have to remember Appy wasn't wanted by Manly a few years ago. So, Appy sort of had a bit of a renaissance when he got to Penrith. So, maybe it's Penrith's good system as opposed to Appy himself. But Honestly, I've really liked what I've seen from Appy the last two weeks. He, as I said on Monday night, he's really leading by example and 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 showing the way. We we just need a, a few blokes to have some, you know, career best games uh, this Saturday night, and and hopefully, you know, we can snag a win. Nice comment from Jason D. Pierce off Jack Gibbs on. It's a shame we didn't have Pierce and Bryce Gibbs on uh, on the same team. Could have Pierce Pierce off Gibbs on. 12 man quote for any, anyone that isn't as old as uh, as I am. 
Uh, oh, almost forgot. Shane Cohen, he is in the comments tonight. So he's a Benji Marshall tier member. He gets a rant every episode. He said, hi, guys. I'm inter interested to know when you think we will get our first win. I think round six against Manly Campbelltown. First game after the bye. I can't tell you why, but this is my gut feel. Yeah, that sounds about right to me. Not that I'll go confident into that game either. You know what? I reckon I reckon Easter. I reckon we're, we're winning Easter Monday. Wow. Manif manifest it. I I'd love to say St. George, but I can't even say that right now. I I'm, I'll, I'll say one thing. We will get our first win when Luke Brooks is completely as playing as a 5'8 at the worst or he's out of the team. I, as long as he's steering the ship, we are not winning a game. Right, you guys? Yeah, I'm leaning towards Magic Round being our first win. If we don't Jesus. beat Manly in round eight, then we've got the Panthers in round nine at Bathurst. That's a toughie. Yeah. Um, Appy will live for that one. But if yeah, if we don't win that, then Dragons in Magic Rounds shapes as our potential first win. We could start the season one win and eight losses after nine games, which would be a bit brutal. Josh, what price are we this week to win? Uh, five bucks. Well, when we when we when we beat Parramatta in round six, we were something around eight nine. or nine dollars to win. Nine dollars, so, yeah. I think they'll yeah. even push to ten. Ten. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. We, we we do have the this sort of weird knack of winning five fifty. Sorry, good teams like like Parramatta and South, and then you know falling on our ass the week after to St George like we did last year. So. We have got it in us, but I'll tell you what, boys, if we ever if we ever click and get the promise of what we were meant to look like, then hopefully we can go on a run. But gosh, we need that first win, boys. It's just it's just so hard watching a team and not having too much hope. Stefano, just speaking, I was looking up the, the market. Stefano, seventeen dollars. He's the same price as Alex Twelve still. I don't understand how Alex Twelve and Stefano are the same price for try scoring a try when one is actually pretty pretty good try scorer. The other has literally never scored a single try in the NRL. It's crazy that they're the same price. I don't get it. Uh, and I'm going to put more money on Steph. I'm going to, I'm going to ride, ride Mr. Oitokamanu the whole year. I'm going to put 17 bucks. Get on that. Uh, right. Shout out to all our Patreon members. There you all are. And yeah, patreon.com forward slash Westlife. If you would like to join us in the fun, in the chat, our review show Monday night, 8.30 p.m. I'll be back nice and tanned from my, what am I, how long am I there for? 24, about 36 hours. So um, not the Sydney's cold at the moment, but uh, yeah, Friday night flying up. I wonder if they are on the same jet star flight as. Didn't even think of that. Oh, good much. Uh, oh, the Westlife <laughs> Polo. I'll go. Imagine if I was seated next to Justin or Lee. That would be incredible. <laughs> no, they'd, they'd get a private jet or some shit. They wouldn't be sitting in economy, mate. Let me tell you. Oh, yeah. Well, it's Jetstar. I don't. Jetstar doesn't have. Um, it's all economy Business. on Jetstar. No, I don't think that Jetstar is just you can pay to be sit at the front, but I, I don't think it's. Uh, anyway, it's that time of the show when we start rambling on anything before we go legends as we head off to round five i just want to give a quick shout out to ben tyler um i know he loves his footy and uh he loves the tigers and he reached out to me you know again this week and we're quite regular in our contact with each other so mate glad you're doing okay in melbourne uh keep up the good fight and uh yeah we'll, we'll talk again next week i'm sure uh shane uh, our Benji Marshall level Patreon here. can go to the Breakfast Creek Hotel, Josh. Any Queensland listeners, feel free to shoot me or shoot us uh, some tips where to go. Uh, can you see Caxton Street and all that sort of stuff that the Queenslanders always go on about? So, and anyone's up there, I'll be the guy with the uh, the blore. I'm going to wear. I wear my blore jersey this weekend. So, come say good day if you. Heading to Sunfold. Righto, fellas, and everyone in the chat, literally hundreds of you that joined us tonight, and to everyone listening, we love you and appreciate you uh, tuning in every week. And fingers crossed, come on, boys, give us 
I say this every week, but please give us a, a win to review. We'd, we'd love to come home and review a win Monday night. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I reckon I'll feel like a, feel like a grand final win up there. I'll, I'll hammer Cax, Caxton Street after that if we win. Righto, fellas, as always, go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Thanks for listening to another episode of the West Life Podcast. Please follow us at West Life Pod on Instagram and Twitter and facebook.com forward slash West Life Pod. You can also support and take part in the show at patreon.com forward slash West Life and give us a subscribe on YouTube and turn notifications on. We'll see you again next time on another episode of the West Life Podcast. Mm-hmm.